Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Boy Up with Tojo and I remain your host Tojo Dottie. Following last week's episode, I decided to do a follow-up episode, part two of Choosing Pits, where I will be sharing my thoughts on steps and processes in for pursuing reconciliation. And I'm going to be sharing the steps from a book I read early on this year, The Purpose Driven Life by Pastor Rick Warren. He's a pastor in charge of the Saddleback Church in America. Um, And he had the part in this book where he talked about restoring broken relationships. And so I'll be sharing my thoughts on his steps. And um, I realized that people people in pursuing peace are not aware or have enough information on how to pursue peace God's way. And our week's uh, verse for this week is going to be taken from Psalms 133 verse 1 and I'm going to be reading from the easy version. Psalms 133 verse 1 easy version. It is good for a family to live together in peace. Yes, it brings great pleasure. In other versions of the Bible, I think in the King James it says how pleasant it is for brothers and sisters to dwell together in unity. This shows us that people are important to God. And God looks at our relationships as vehicles or as medium in which he would show his love or flow his love through. And God also put into consideration our differences, which would, uh, which is a playground or which is oftentimes the cause of conflict. I mean, looking at different Bible stories, looking at Jacob and Esau that were different and looking at how Jacob stole the, his brother's birthright by deceiving his father, the conflict that ensued. God put all that into consideration in you know offering of ways that we can actually settle, reconcile after a conflict. And so we'll be going through the first step of the first step in biblical process of reconciliation and also i just need to mention that i keep using the word reconciliation because resolution is more about the problem as opposed to the people but when you use the word reconciliation it's more about the person the people the fellowship restoring back that sort of fellowship and friendship so the very first step is talking to god about the person and about the situation in my own life I find out that I never talk to God first. I always have my own idea and I talk to other people, forgetting that God is the creator of each and every one of us. And that includes me, the offended and the offender. God sees our brokenness. God sees the way we think, our different perspectives. So when we talk to him first, it is the beginning of the process of reconciliation. And oftentimes when we talk to God, I find that God changes my heart or my perspective or God changes the heart of the other person and their perspective. So talking to God is the very first step and that actually dictates the steps that we'll take. Like for instance, the example I used in last week's episode about my colleague. Talking to God, God can say, you know what, why don't you pray for your colleague and don't reach out. And then God starts to do the work with you. And in praying for your colleague, you find out that you're less bitter, you're less angry than you were before. Or God will bring into your memory some sort of interaction or some sort of information about the person that offended you 
and then you start to see the person in a different light you're no more angry but your heart is endeared to this person and that's what god does and that's what prayer does especially when it comes to conciliation and know that some people are saying what is the bible verse for that you know what is the bible verse for pouring your heart out to god and what comes to mind especially even in the book was david when you read the book of psalms you see how david will go to god pouring his heart venting even cursing his his enemies when you read psalms 35 you see how the prayer he prays out from a place of pain and bitterness and that's how our place with god should be like and that's why it's really important that each and everyone has a relationship with god because out of that relationship with god flows out every other thing in our lives so having a relationship with God and talking to God is the first step in reconciliation. And whatever God tells you dictates the next step. So I'm going to be talking to people that God has said, you know what, go and reach out to the person. So that's the next step. And that's what I'm going to be talking about. I'm going to be talking to people that have that instruction from God. When God tells you, take the next step. And the next step can be initiating contact with this person. And this first step is a really hard one because I'm thinking, this person has offended me. Why am I the one taking the first step? But the truth of the matter is that we are called to love. Our Father, God, is a love is a loving God. He took the initiative and died for us while we were yet sinners. So if we are supposed to be like our Father, we have to always take the initiative and the first step in love. And this is tricky because most times when I take the initiative, I'm taking the initiative with the motive with a motive in mind. And that motive is that I want to reason with the person so they know how they've offended me. And that's not what this step is about. This step is not about reasoning. This step is about reaching out and saying, you know what, let's have a conversation. Let's tackle the problem. Let's see how we can move on from here. And of course, we have to be careful about the timing and the place you choose to do that you don't go and meet the person immediately after a fight or when the person is still angry you have to wait for tempest to cool you have to pick the right place the right time you don't go to a noisy place you don't um go when the person is rushed so you you probably might not get anything out of this contact but when you choose the right place in the right time you probably can get something out of this contact um peacemaking is not an easy fit it is sometimes a journey where we let go of our pride, our ego, and our self-centeredness, all in the name of restoring relationships and letting God's love flow through us. The Bible verse for initiating contact, we can see that in Matthew 5, 23 verse 24, this verse is talking about when somebody wants to go and give an offering to God and God is saying, you know what, if you find out that your brother is offended at you, not that you offended your brother, but that your brother is has something against you. Leave your gift at the altar. Go back and reconcile with that brother before coming to present your gift. Now that we can find that in Matthew 5, 23 and 24. The third step is sympathize with their feelings. And this entails you listening. And this is a really difficult one because for me, when I start listening to what the person has to say, sometimes people have distorted views of what how the conflict started. And I'm often, most of the time, I'm tempted to say, oh no, that's not what happened. Or, oh no, you're, you're getting it wrong. But that's not the t- time to point out 
what the person is saying wrong or not that's the point for you to listen listen listening actually shows that you care and the relationship is important to you and also listening actually validates the feelings of the person of the other party in a reconciliation matter it allows them to feel heard and it allows them to feel seen allowing the person to speak so freely sort of like diffuses the tension between you and the person so we're called to focus on the person and not you know interrupt the person even when we don't agree even when we feel the person is distorting the truth or exaggerating we're just supposed to nod and agree with the person and it's really hard to do all that especially when you know the person has hurt you so much that's why praying to god is most important and i realized that swallowing my pride doesn't give me a high cholesterol being on the journey of forgiveness and peacemaking is actually the way god intends for us to live and i'm not speaking from a place where i am there yet i'm speaking from someone struggling with this as well someone dealing with hurts and struggling through this process but at the same time i thank god that god is teaching us and hopefully we'll keep at it until we see the lord jesus christ the next step is seeing your faults and mentioning your faults and i have read the this book the purpose driven life especially this portion more than one time I've read it quite a number of times and every time I read it, I'm like, God, this is just unfair. I mean, people have real life situations where people have offended them. Are you telling them to look for a fault of theirs? The Bible in Matthew 7 verse 5 says that before you pick out the speck in your brother's eyes, take out the log in your own eyes. So what God is saying is that in conflict, there is always a part we play. It might be the way we said what we said or it might be in our mannerisms. And so being able to apologize for that and saying this is where I took it wrong actually goes a long way in diffusing the situation. And when you, when you also pray, God will reveal to your heart where you went wrong. When you pray to God, you have to come to God with a really clear motive. God will let, let you know, you know, this is what happened. This is what you could do better. Next time, don't say it like that another time do this and so when we really pray to god when we do the first step it you know god actually shows us our own fault and we know how to apologize and diffuse the tension and situation in the relationship the next step after that or following finding your own fault is actually dealing with the problem and not attacking the person and in this situation you're focused on fixing the problem and we are not focused on putting blames on people. Where there's conflict, there's usually blames to be apportioned or blames to be shared. But that should not that should never even come up in the reconciliation process. The reconciliation process to be should be about the peop the person, to be about mending the relationship, to be about where do we go from here now? How do we tackle this issue? That is what the relationship should be like. It's just for instance a man cheats on his wife and the wife with there in the reconciliation proceedings and the husband is saying it's because you were fat no Mm -mm. that's not that's not the that's not what anybody should say you should say okay i cheated how do we go from here what do i need to do to show you that this is not going to happen to you what do i need to show to tell you that you know what i'm a changed person so the next step is that we have to cooperate as much as possible. And so flowing from my example of a cheating spouse, 
if your wife says you know what i want to see your phone i want you to check in with me everywhere you're going to i want to know who you are talking to i want you should be willing to cooperate you shouldn't be saying oh i'm an adult i'm not a child no you are reconciling you're 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 working on your relationship your flow of your fellowship between you and your wife you should be willing to cooperate as much as possible in the process and like i said Emphasis are on reconciliation and not on resolution. We should focus on the importance of the relationship. When we focus on the importance of the relationship, the issue loses its significance. So when I'm not focused on what you did and I'm focused on you, it is easy for us to move on from there. I pray that as we put the steps in practice, we will see the beauty of God in our relationships and we will see that we can even be reconciled in really difficult or hurtful places. So till we meet again next week, I remain your host, Toji Dotti, and bye for now.